To promote my new flower shop, I had one place print my business cards, another print my brochures, and a third, my signs. Now my roses aren't red, my violets aren't blue, my geraniums look dead, and I don't know what to do. Staples can help your business stand out with signs, banners, and brochures that are a true reflection of your company. And now at Staples, spend $50 or more on print and marketing services and get $5 off your next in-store purchase. Now my business is blossoming and I'm spending less green. Exclusions apply. In-store only. And 62318. Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Born to Talk Radio Show where conversations plus connections equals community. What's your story? I'm your host, Marsha Witeka, and I would love to welcome my guest on today's show, Sharifa Hardy. Welcome to the show, Sharifa. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Marsha. Thank you for having me in the studio. I appreciate it. Well, trust me, I appreciate having you with me, and frankly, it's kind of cool because the tables have been re- have been reversed for us, haven't they? Because I was actually on your show at the beginning of last month, wasn't I? Yes, I had fun. I had fun. I, I did, know it was new for you, too. but I had a lot of fun. It was well talking. I can tell you this: talking is definitely not new to me. Now I know it's not new to you, and that's why we are a great combination. I thought maybe Absolutely. you could take a. I know. I thought maybe you could just take a couple of moments and tell our listening audience a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you've done professionally. I think I can start. Okay, I'm going to start recent, like in the last couple of years, because I I don't think the listeners want me to take them all the way back to the third grade. Back to junior high. Yeah, right. (laughs) No, but I I always say that's important because I was born, well, I was born in Washington, D.C., but I was raised in Columbus, Ohio. And then Uh I moved to California when I was, you know, maybe about 10 or 11. So whenever mm-hmm. I do anything now, I always say, I'm just a simple country girl. I'm just a simple country girl. Like, explain it to me like a two-year-old. You know, sometimes these big city terms get to me. I like the, the slow <laughs> country ways. But for the most part, what I do or what I specialize is in marketing. I love to help businesses with their mar- marketing. I consult with business owners. I talk to them about how to grow their business, expand their business, market their business. So that really is what my forte is, is in. Wonderful. Well, I know you've, honestly, you've you've been beneficial to me personally as well, so I do appreciate that. Oh, I I looked so at sweet. your website. Well, you know, I, I like you. Um, with oh. almost 20 years, <laughs> I do like you. That's not, that wasn't bogus. Thank you, Martha. Um, <laughs> With yeah, we can feel the hug. With over twenty yes. years of experience working with clients in the areas of business and spirituality, how do you combine mm-hmm. those two fields? Wow, that's an excellent question. You are good. It's funny because <laughs> it's only this time in my life that I really feel like I have been able to combine them. I've always felt as if they were two different aspects of me. Like I could either do business or I could be a spiritual advisor because I'm an ordained minister. I really kind of put that, like a lot of people do, put our spiritual lives on, okay, this is is, is on Sunday. You know, Sunday afternoons, then I'm a minister. Sunday afternoons, then I'm spiritual. But recently, um, probably the last quarter of 2017, when I made the decision to have more spirituality in every aspect of my life, that's when I started working more with business owners or with spiritual entrepreneurs. And to me, spiritual entrepreneurs are business owners or businesses that have some type of holistic aspect, whether that's mm. a yoga studio or whether that is a, 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 into a holistic health coach or intuitive person, whatever it is, because so often the most spiritual people are the ones that need the help because they're trying to help everyone else and they're giving and giving and giving and giving that they, it's very difficult for them to receive or it's very difficult for them to take a look at the financial aspects of their business. Because other types of entrepreneurs, they'll tell you up front, honestly, with no qualms, they'll say, I'm in business to make money. 
that's what I'm here for. I want to make money. But spiritual entrepreneurs, you ask them, you know, why they're in business, and they say, I'm in business to save the world, you know, but they don't realize yeah. that in the process of saving the world, they have to pay the rent. So those are some of the things that I help them with. It's interesting what you just said because you often hear, especially at my stage in my life where if parents are still alive and they're maybe in their late 80s, early 90s, and they're requiring care and that adult child is providing so much care that they forget to take care of themselves. And I think that's similar to what you were just saying, that a care provider, whether it's spiritual they 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 do need to make space for their own self care correct yes they but they need yes. to make not only do they need to make space for their own self care but they need to understand that what they're operating is is a business now i was mm-hmm. asked to do a speaking engagement the other day and one of my focuses was you know spiritual entrepreneurs and after i spoke a lady came up to me and she she told me she said you know i don't charge for my services what what i do you know i don't charge for that i know that the universe is going to provide for me and i had mm-hmm. to think about my response to that and and i, <laughs> and I had to answer her honestly and i said you know what if that's your your if that's what you want that's fine but, but you aren't the person that i work with I work with the mm-hmm. person who is in business, who says they have a business. A lot of people mm-hmm. do that, especially more with the online world, because offline in a brick-and-mortar store, we that w- really wouldn't even be logical. You know, nobody would right. open up a Target store and say, okay, this is a Target, but I don't want any <laughs> money. I just want to feed, you know, clothes people, and I just want a place where they can come and get shoes. And that's good if that's that, you know, type of Nonprofit, but when mm-hmm. you're in business, even if no matter what kind of business it is, if you're in business, businesses are supposed to operate for a profit, to make a profit, mm-hmm. to make money. And so sometimes mm-hmm. just working with a business owner and talking with a business owner, because a lot of people who are really want to save the world and do good in the world, it doesn't even have to be that dramatic. But maybe they're following their passion and doing what they're love, they love but they still want to be profitable. I can work with sure. them and, and help them take a look at the ways where where maybe if they make a couple of slight tweaks or do something a little different, that same business, that same passion that they love will be now become profitable. That makes total sense to me. You mentioned a word in there that I wanted to circle back to. Um, on your website, you say that you are a third-generation intuitive reader, but I don't really know what that means. Could you describe what an intuitive reader means to you? This is what it means to me. A long time ago, a lot of people called them psychics. Now, in 2018, mm-hmm. there are a lot of people who are running from the term, running to the to towards the term. I don't know. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. a term that I go for because I I believe I'm as psychic as anyone else is. I believe we're all psychic. But I'm also an intuitive reader. Intuitive reader means that my grandmother was a reader. My grandmother was, used to read cards. She taught my mother okay. how to read them, and my mother taught me. So that's how you have the three generations. But when I read someone, they come to me with their situation, whether it's a business situation or whether it's a um, spiritual situation, and based on my experience and based on what I'm picking up on this situation, what I'm reading of the story that I'm seeing, I intuitively can give them my recommendation, my suggestion on Mm -hmm. that situation. I mean, because I think sometimes people make intuitive readers sound so kind of woo-woo. I think that's the term for it right now is this whole woo-woo thing. For me, (laughs) it's it's not that, you know, you know, secretive or uh, it's something that we all do. Whenever you walk mm-hmm. into a room, you kind of look around, you're like, okay, let me get a feel for what's going on here, right. you know. Right. And it's the same basic thing. When I meet someone, when you meet someone, you, you look at it, you're like, let me get a feel for this person. 
for who they are. Mm-hmm. It's the same basic thing. The only difference is people come to me usually with a situation, and they'll say, okay, Sharifa, this is the situation. This is what's going on. What do you see? And I'm like, well, based mm-hmm. on that situation, this this is the way I look at it. This is what I see, and therefore, you know, this is what I suggest. But usually most people just want a confirmation. They already know what they do or don't want to do. They just want someone else based on their perspective to give them what they think. And that's really what I do. That's, 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 I I would agree with you. I think that, and some people are much better at being intuitive than others. And then you, Mm -hmm. then you turn this into being, being a business consultant. So talk a little bit more about, what you do in your consulting business? The consulting business is probably primarily what I was referring to earlier as far as the marketing. I mean, that's I market, consulting, consulting is um, the, the main thing that I do for anyone is just consulting with mm-hmm. them. But a lot of times it's the ideas. You know, a business owner mm-hmm. usually has some type of idea that they want to create. I can help them create that idea, create that marketing campaign, bring that vision to life. So it's one of my gifts, one of my abilities. Another reason that uh, a business may or a business owner may need a business consultant is sometimes we have a vision or we have a dream and no one else can see that dream for us or see see mm-hmm. us having that dream. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've, consulted with a lot of business owners where their spouse is like, no, just get a day job. Go, don't quit your day job. You know, (laughs) Uh don't start uh that business, you know, and sometimes they just need someone. And that's again, why it, you know, it's business, but yet it's spiritual, but they sometimes Mm -hmm. just need someone to believe in, you know, I believe you can create any business. I believe that if anyone wants to create a successful radio show, you know, I believe you mm-hmm. can. Why? Because just like you, you had an experience uh, about a month ago where so many people would have cried and put their, you know, hung their head in shame and said, oh, my God, mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm going to do, bury their, their um, head in the sand, and then their, their dream of being a radio show host would have died. But no, mm-hmm. not Marsha Witeka. You said, Sharifa, okay, let, let's talk about this. What are some of our options? What can we do? And we talked about it. And we worked through and we helped did. you work through this situation. And that's all I do. Because one of the expressions, if, if my kids are 22 and 25 now. And if you were to mm-hmm. speak to them, they would, and you were asked them, what is one of your mother's favorite expressions? And they would tell you where there's a will, there's a way. And that's what I mm-hmm. taught them in every aspect of your life. If you want to do something, you can, you know, and when I work with business owners, I try to figure out where they want to go. What's your end goal? What is it that you want to mm-hmm. do? And what people don't realize is that that applies no matter what you want to do. I've helped businesses raise hundreds of money, hundreds of dollars. I've I've had businesses raise millions of dollars, millions of mm-hmm. dollars. When we did the Punch Television Studios IPO over the last couple of years, we raised millions of dollars. Punch TV is raising half a billion dollars right now, a half a billion dollars through marketing, through consulting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, you said something that was really very profound that affects me personally. And I, I was in a dilemma, and you did walk me through it. And, yes, I was able to stand on my two feet. But, you know, you cannot brainstorm with yourself. You can come up with some ideas. You can speak out loud. You can take your own notes. But you're only generating your own ideas. You're not generating ideas from others. And I think that that's where where your consulting um, is so valuable. So what got you to, to get involved in the radio business? When did you start working in radio? I love the point that I'm going to answer your question, but I love the point that you make. And I love when you're one of those people who, like, as they say, keeps it real. And I love that about Mm -hmm. you because that's really what it comes down to when people, you know, talk Mm -hmm. about consulting and consulting and what do I do? And I tell them the same thing. Sometimes I just give people a second opinion, somebody to bounce Mm -hmm. things off. But it's not just like, you know, but I've been doing this for a long time. So not only mm-hmm. do I help business owners make money, I help them save money. Because usually what happens is they know what they want to do, So I have, but they don't know how to get there. 
So I go in, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, do this, do this, do that, do that. Bam, there you are because I've done it mm-hmm. for so long. And so they don't have to go through trial and error. They can, you know, you utilize my services and assistance and just go directly to where they want to go in the shortest, most efficient manner po- possible. I um, have two radio shows. I actually host two radio shows a day. I have Ask Sharifa AMA, Ask Me Anything at 8 a.m. every morning. And then I have the Breakdown Radio Show every evening at 9 p.m. with Marvin Williams. And that's fun, a lot more fun, um, because it's 9 p.m., little kids should be in the bed, and it's not an interview-style show. It's more of whatever's going on in the news, we talk about it. You know, we kind of give our opinions on it, so it's a different style show. But I do two shows Mm -hmm. a day. And what I tell people that not many people realize is that the Ask Sharifa AMA is my fourth radio show, and the Breakdown Radio Show is my fifth radio show. I've hosted a total of five different radio shows since I launched mm-hmm. my first radio show in 2009, back when Blog Talk Radio was free. I miss those days. So if anyone in Blog Talk Radio mm-hmm. land is listening, um, we need to be free again. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but I actually got I, into it because I went mm-hmm, – mm-hmm. go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I wanted to hear how you got into it. I got into it because I went to – First, okay, I built my first website in 1994, and when I built my first website, then all my family, my friends, they wanted websites, so I built their websites. And then when I started marketing my website, then all my friends, my family were like, oh, let's market our website. And so I was in website design and marketing, and I went to the L.A. Convention Center to an expo, and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go to this expo and get all these clients, and life is going to be wonderful. And people basically laughed at me. They said, you don't even have a hmm. booth. I don't even know how you think we're going to you know, <laughs> hire you for anything. Oh, wow, and so my poor funny. little feelings were hurt. No, it, it, this is the, this is my life. That's no, what I, I tell people I love my life. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But it's it's what, and that's why I tell people they cannot never. The one thing someone cannot tell me about is giving up. Like, don't tell me mm-hmm. you gave up because there's no reason in the world to give up. You just got to figure out a way mm-hmm. to get in the door. So after um, the people laughed at me, I said, okay, I have to figure out a way to get new clients and to get people and. And so many, but even though I didn't have a lot of clients, my phone was ringing because people were calling me, asking me for help. How do you do this? Mm -hmm. How do you do that? How do you do that? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people would call and they would say, well, you know what? I don't even know what you do, but Marsha told me to call you and you can help me. And that's how I would get clients. And so I said, you know what? I'm not just going to start answering all these questions all day. I'm going to give everyone one hour a day. On this radio show, Ask Sharifa Radio, mm-hmm. and at that time, mm-hmm. you can call me and ask, literally ask me anything. And that's what happened. And I had some of the largest companies in the world, from Verizon to Boost Mobile to, um, well, uh, Bank of America, so many different people, mm-hmm. so many different guests, celebrities have been on the show um, just because I was doing social media you know, back in 2009, where a lot of people in marketing didn't have the same understanding. The traditional marketing people understood traditional marketing, but they didn't know what a tweet was. So to a certain yes. extent, I had an advantage in you this were above, area. You were above the curve. You sure were. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's really interesting. So I've listened to your Ask Sharifa um, show. I've been on your Ask Sharifa show. When you and you also take Collins on that show, do your evening broadcast. You don't have a guest. You it's you're just having a conversation with your co-host. Is that correct? That's correct. But I take call-ins. You have excellent observation skills. I just love you. Um, when I take <laughs> call-ins on that show, it's different though. But what's funny is. More people call in on the night the nine PM show than they do on the eight AM show. People may call in and listen to the eight AM show, but they are like listening. There you know, it's a I think to a certain extent it's like a respect thing. They they want to be respectful. Right. They want to make sure they don't miss out on anything. They want to give the, mm-hmm. the guests an opportunity to tell their story. So people will listen. And I have had shows where I've had um, guests who have brought tons of listeners, but no one pressed one. Nobody, no one jumped into the studio and said, hey, I have a question or a comment. Now, mm-hmm. on the 9 p.m. show, because it's just showtime, 
uh, Marvin and I, every we we have like regulars that call in every day. It is funny sure. because sometimes sure. we haven't even gotten in to start the show, and they're already like pressing one. Like we want to talk about the topic. We're like, wait a minute, like this is our show. They call in on a nine p.m. show, and they and we Marvin and I tend to go off topic. So that's probably why right mm-hmm. now I'm going off topic. But we tend to go off topic. Our listeners will call in and say, okay, I'm sorry. I thought we were discussing the moon today. Why are we talking about the sun? And we're like, wait a minute, how are you going to go come in <laughs> on our show and direct our show? But we have more callers on the 9 p.m. show than we do on the morning show. I suspect there's a reason for that. Um, I, I'm generalizing. I think people are like, winding down at the end of the day and maybe they're a little bit more relaxed and they're not watching what's on television and instead they're listening to blog talk and and you're conversive and you make it easy and people can just dial in and they can they can be part of the show with you and you know in traditional what we would have called terrestrial radio it wasn't uncommon to call into the sports talk show on the local radio station and give your opinion or call Dr. Tony Grant back in the day when, when there were so many um, psychologists that were doing radio. You've just elevated it because now we're so Internet-based that the, the beauty of what you do allows people that don't just live in the Los Angeles area, kind of like where you and I live. I, I know you're in Long Beach, but somebody could be living in another part of the country and that's always been what in my opinion the beauty of what it is we do i'm sorry that we're not you know sitting in a physical studio facing each other and smiling at one another but this is convenient this does allow you to not spend you know hours of time and travel time and all of that but it also it, you're you're providing your listeners the same thing that i'm providing which is an opportunity to be part of something that's new and exciting I would just like to know this from you, because maybe this is a little bit self-serving, but why not? Um, how do you go? <laughs> go no, why not, right? Go, just knock it out. So, how do you go about building a fan base? What what are what are some tips? Like, if someone was listening right now and thinks, "Well, shoot, I can talk for an hour on the radio." Listen, we could go for two hours every day if we wanted. You do do that. Um, how do you? How would you tell somebody? that they could build their own fan base? Okay. First of all, I would tell them to go to com. take my class mm-hmm. on hosting your own blog talk radio show. I would start there because first they need all mm-hmm. the technical aspects of what they want to do. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, this is the the one marketing tip that that I would tell you to build in a, a huge fan base. And, and, and I make try to make everything as simple as possible. But Okay. Not everyone likes apples, and not everyone mm-hmm. likes oranges. So th- not everyone is going to like you. Not everyone is going to follow you. So be who you are. Say what you have to say, and say it frequently and say it often. So what happens is consistency is the key. So over time, as people begin to see you post consistently, they'll begin to to um, expect your post. They'll begin to look for your post. They'll go to your page. Um, I'm mm-hmm. not on Twitter. When I was on Twitter, mm-hmm. I had um, it was somewhere around 300,000 followers, something like that, when I first started out. That was too wow. much um, traffic for me, too many people with mm-hmm. access. Um, so I shut down my Twitter. There were over 10,000 connections on LinkedIn. So I, I shut down my LinkedIn. Um, on Right now, the one thing that I did keep was my Facebook fan page. So right now right. there were there are about eleven thousand people, smaller amount, but eleven thousand people who follow me on Facebook. But mm-hmm. if you go to my Facebook page, you know, and join the crowd of people who like Sharifa, because it's Facebook.com/slash I like Sharifa. But the people who like Sharifa will see that I post often. I post often. Mm-hmm. I share information often. If you want to build a following, people will always say, well, what do I say? I have nothing to say. And, and, and I always, you know, I always get the best results by asking questions. If you ask the right question, you'll get the right answer. But it, if you have nothing to say, why would anyone follow you? It, you know, you, you are proving something to me that I know from my personal experience, um, and that is this. 
I don't have nearly the amount of Facebook friends and followers that you have. Mm-hmm. I do have a substantial amount of Facebook friends. And mm-hmm. for the last, uh, let me see, I'm going to tell you exactly. For the last 469 days, and that doesn't include 20 days when I was in Africa last year, I post a word of the day every day. And I post it about the same time every day, between the 8 and 9 o'clock hour Los Angeles you know, Pacific time. And unless somebody actually hits a like button or they make a comment, I'm not really certain. None of us would be certain who's reading and who's not reading until you find yourself in a situation. Maybe you're, in my case, I was at a Christmas party and a few people came up to me that said, gosh, I really look forward to your word of the day. And I went, you do? You read it? Oh, yes, every day. And I went, I had no idea. And as you and I both know, last Monday was a pretty significant day for me. It was it was marking the ninth anniversary of my husband's unexpected death. And I used the name, I used Butch as the word of the day and used a few of his butchisms and talked a little bit about my husband and put some photos up of us. I'm still getting comments a week later from people that have gone back and seen that post. And some of the people, Sharifa, and, and you know this to be true, but I found it, I found it shocking. Some of the people that hit a like button or, or, or made a comment were people that I haven't been in touch with in years, but we're still Facebook friends. I would have had no idea that they would have ever seen anything I've ever posted. And it was like a light bulb that went off in my head that said, you need to keep in mind that just because someone is not liking or commenting doesn't mean they're not seeing. And so my guess, my question would be to you as someone that does generate a fan base, do you recommend to people like me that just because you post that word of the day, Marsh, between eight and nine, doesn't mean you shouldn't consider reposting it at five o'clock the same evening on the same day because you're going to pick up a different group of people. Would you agree with that? Well, I'm going to answer that, but I'm going to answer, um, say one thing uh, before that. I'm one of the people who I I see your word of the day every day. I I think I like it every day. Um, So the main thing I think is, is this. Is, to me, it's not as important, even though people can look forward to it, the specific time, because I think that's a lot of times where, where people go wrong and business owners go wrong and overwhelm okay. themselves. They say, Sharifa said, I got to do it between five and six. If I don't do it before five or six, the maximum amount of people aren't going to see it. And I, that's not mm-hmm. the way I operate. I operate mm-hmm. more of an um, organic t- um, style mm-hmm. of you know, if you feel like posting it that evening, then post it that evening. If you re- feel like reposting it, then repost it. But I think the main thing is for you to be authentic in what you want to share at that moment. But going back to what I was saying about someone mm-hmm. saying they didn't have anything to say, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, everyone has a voice. Everyone has a passion. Everyone has a life. Social media is about sharing that passion, sharing that life. And for some people, that's really scary. Like most people don't know this, but I'm a very shy person, a very, you know, um, yes, I am. I like, uh, I'm a very, I'm an introvert. I like to be by myself. You're an introvert. Hmm. I am. But because of work and because of what I do, I have to be, take on extroverted personalities and go out. I check every time I'm at an event, I check in. But guess what? I don't check in at events until I leave. Like, I'm leaving, I'm checking in, I'm out of there. You know, I don't check in when I arrive. I check in, you know, I come, I I do what I have to do, I do the event, then I check in, and then I leave. And that's really because, you know, I don't, I don't mean stalkers, okay? I really don't, you know. I do try to take security, you know, measures and different things like that. But the main thing is that speak your voice. Be authentic. You know, I have – let me tell you other two other things, Marcia. When I first Please. did my first radio show, this is for everybody, anyone who wants to just 
do radio, even if, you know, they don't. But when I first mm-hmm. did my first radio show, I had promoted it and marketed it my little heart out. I was so proud of my jo- the job I did. Mm-hmm. When I went live on that first show, nobody tuned in. I didn't see any callers. I didn't see anyone mm-hmm. in the chat room. And my little mm-hmm. heart was broken. But you know what I found wow. out? I found What's out that? that that same show that had absolutely no live listeners, it was just me and God on that show just talking, okay? <laughs> but yeah. in the archive time, because people would refer back to the earlier shows, that same show, no one, no one, I'm telling you, no one tunes into live, had thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of listens, listens um, in the archive. So what what that taught me was how did you drive mm -hmm. the traffic to the how did you drive the traffic for them to come back and listen these thousands of people because when when the next person wants to be if I if I would say to you Marsha if you hadn't done my show and I would simply say to you Marsha I'd like for you to be a guest on my show and you say okay well what kind of show do you have okay well let me send you a link to one of my past shows. They're going to oh. listen to the show because they want to hear the show to, in order for them to determine if they want to be a guest on the show. I see. And your show, go, your show goes, in, as, does your show, your Ask Sharifa show does go an hour, doesn't it? Both shows are an hour, yes. Right. That's, that's, that's really interesting. Um, I, I, I appreciate you actually telling me that because, frankly, it gives some of us that haven't had nearly the experience that you've had um, that maybe are considering doing this. In my case, um, I'm about to celebrate my third year of doing a weekly show. And uh, when I left my previous location, I did have hundreds of thousands of listeners. And now I find myself in a position that I would like to regain those 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 listeners and and viewers at the, at the day. So that will be some of my um, challenges as I move forward. But I was curious to know this about you, Sharifa. Do people contact you and say to you, "I would love to be a guest on your show"? Yes, I bet. I bet they do. Yeah, I, I would. I and do you have a vetting process? that you go through to, to determine if that would be a good match for you? No, I actually don't. I do. My main criteria is they have to have a website. That's to me is okay. what, because they're my show, the morning show, this is for the morning show. Mm-hmm. It's for right. entrepreneurs. It's a one hour mm-hmm. opportunity for them to come on the radio and talk about their product or their service. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you don't have a website, to me, in my mind, and at the end of the day, since it's Ask Sharifa, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. So I don't, right. you know, I don't send me your Instagram page. I don't care if you got three thirty-eight <laughs> million followers. That I'm, right. I want to talk to people who are in business, and so that's right. the main criteria. Other than that, because you know, professionally, I say it's because I'm inquisitive. But I'm nosy. I'm nosy as hell. So I want people to come on the show, and I ask them. Some people want to talk before the show or do, you know, or provide me with a lot of information. What I like to do is mm-hmm. look at any business the same way a consumer would. You know, it, when a consumer is about to utilize your product or, or service, do they have, you know, all this research and information? No, they go to your website, they take a look at your product and your service, and they make a decision as whether or not they're going to buy so I look at their business and I say, okay, well, you know what? You're a Reiki healer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, what is Reiki? And then I ask a bunch of questions that, uh, you know, maybe their potential customers might ask or potential clients mm-hmm. might ask. And then for the business owner, I also tell them, you know what, look, you have one full hour. Think about the, the areas that you want to discuss before the interview so that when it's recorded, you can take that recording. A lot of people take the interview and add it to their website. And if people ask them the same question over and over again, they say, you know what, I was just did this interview on Ask Sharifa AMA. I answered that question. You should listen to it. It's right there on my website. Perfect. I, I, I like that. I, I think that's that's ideal. And one of the beauties of what we're doing yes. with blog talk is that because they are um, – hello? 
Oh, my goodness. I just lost you, Sharifa. What happened? Oh, my gosh. Okay. So while Sharifa is hopefully going to call back in and um, call me, I am now going to be operating off of, oh, there you are. Sharifa, are you back? Hello? I'm back. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. And you know something? I was prepared to go forward. That is how much confidence you have instilled in me. I know that one of the things that you had mentioned to me long ago was make sure you let your guests know their cell phones have got to be fully charged because if that's what they're using, they need to be prepared. But I wanted to just um, say one other thing about the subject we were just discussing. And um, but I, I don't remember what it was. We were talking about consistency and about people calling in and being, oh, I know, one of the beauties about blog talk radio is that these shows are archived. And while you and I are on the radio at 1.35 in the afternoon West Coast time and people on the East Coast may be listening, uh, we can then repost this on our in, in our social media, which is what I intend to do later today, to encourage people to listen and it's it's so easy, and they can be listening in their car or on their drive home on the freeway. We know what kind of traffic we have, you know, or they can listen later in the evening. And that is that is the beauty that is not provided in regular terrestrial radio. And I know that you um, have lots of very interesting guests. Just out of curiosity, today I didn't have the opportunity to listen in but give me an example of either your guest today or some of the guests you've had in the past that have some interesting stories to share i think all my guests are interesting but i really enjoyed today's show for a specific reason for you know because i'm an intuitive reader i have a lot of people who are in the holistic community that are on my show I have a lot of, you know, readers or shaman or um, just, uh, you know, a lot of people who are holistic. Today's guest mm-hmm. was an interior designer. And so, uh, you know, you would think with an interior designer, she comes in, she arranges, but you could just see there was spirituality and a holistic aspect even in um, what she was doing. And we even had a caller who called in and on all my with all my readers, people line up to ask their advice. You know, they want a reading. Mm -hmm. They want somebody to tell them what they see, what the future holds. So they're used to doing Mm -hmm. that. So we had a caller today, and it was almost as if she, this interior designer, and her name was Tanya Griffin. If you look on my page or on uh, my fan page, I like Sharifa, um, you will see that interview, and Tanya is amazing. She literally was talking to the woman about the color schemes in her house and her energy hmm. and her, you know, what type of emotions that she, you know, because she was a holistic health coach, what type of emotions she wanted to achieve in designing her 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 office in her house. And just listening to it, I was like, wow, you would almost think she was doing a reading. That's why I was saying, like, sometimes when, when I work with people, you know, am I consulting with them or am I reading them? But I'm giving them the information that they need to know at that moment that's going to help them in their life. That's, it's like kind of a little bit of feng shui, it sounds like. Yes, and, but, exactly. But, but, but more, that's not what she called so. it. Right. No. Absolutely. That's so interesting. If people were to go to your website, which is AskSharifa.com, you you do provide quite a bit of services there. Do you want to tell our and you know what I think I want to spell Sharifa also. It's spelled S H A R I like Sherry S H A R I F A H. That's AskSharifa.com. Um, what are the what are some of the other services that you provide? I do a lot. That's why whenever someone calls, I'm like, I don't know usually what they're calling for. I do 1,800 different things, but primarily (laughs) consulting and advising, you know, whether someone Mm -hmm. needs me to consult with them on their business or if someone needs an intuitive reading, it just, those are the two areas that I primarily focus on. I have Mm -hmm. also um, been able to help people because one of my, my focus right now is holistic, like that, like since mm-hmm. primarily November, every my diet mm-hmm. has changed. I've lost thirty mm-hmm. pounds, you know. Oh, and, congratulations! And, and a lot of, 
Thank you. I'm so excited. And I think I was like, when I, when we had lunch, I think that was December or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm, sure. It was. But yeah, so I'm like, I know I'm like 20 pounds lighter since at least the, the time that I saw you. But people are like, wow. how do you do that? And I focus more on water. I drink a lot of water now, no sodas. Like I, I don't drink mm-hmm. sodas, salads, you know, things that are living. Those are the things that I focus on. Instead of medicine, I've been focusing on um, plant-based um, medicine. So Is I've been working paleo? with the essential no, the doTERRA, uh-huh. the essential oils. Okay. No, I went. I meant your diet. Is it like a paleo diet? You only eat things that are grown naturally. Maybe that. It's well, actually, never mind. they I call it the, the. No, no, no. They but they have the. Uh, it's called the um, keto diet. Okay. All right. How do you spell I only, that? I can't. K. It was a long <laughs> word, but they call it's K E T O is the shortened word, but it's like keto something something okay. they call it. But it's All the right. keto diet. All right. And nothing. But you but I started. Can't, I nothing. interrupted you about. No. Go oh, ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You finish your thought process. I'm so excited. It's okay. It's okay. Well, you, were talking, it you started to talk about essential oils, and I was just, I, yes. I wanted, you, you didn't get to finish what you wanted to say regarding that. No, the essential oils, because so many people, that's what I said, it's all part of being holistic. So many people mm-hmm. have high ple- but, uh, blood pressure and cancer and so mm-hmm. many different things like that, and my focus really is just on living a more holistic life. So I've been working with people with essential oils to, you know, help them with whatever it is that they're going through. But just I want more people to live a more holistic life and helping them get Mm -hmm. back to, you know, a healthy lifestyle, whether that's in, you know, that's why on my um, website and on my radio show I talk about it. You know, people often think that if their life is out of balance, they usually say it's one thing. Now, let me give you an example. You have a woman. She's miserable. She'll say, you know what, Sharif, I need your help. You got to help me find a man because I consult in relationships as well as business. And I, and I work mm-hmm. with him. And at the end of the day, I'm like, no, you don't need a man. You need a job. Okay. Mm-hmm. Get a job. <laughs> Once you change your finances, then you'll be able to find, you know, a, a, a person who is whole, you know what I mean? Okay, so Mm -hmm. we have to work with every aspect, and one aspect of that may be health for some people. So what Mm -hmm. can we do as far as holistic with their health in order to make them a healthier person? Because being an entrepreneur takes work. It takes energy. Mm -hmm. And people ask me all the time, how do you host two radio shows a day? You host two radio shows a day, you go to Punch TV, there you're raising half a billion dollars. That takes a lot of time and energy. You work with your clients. You work with people. It takes a lot of time and energy. So I have to make sure that I have a lot of rest, a lot of water. You know, I work with essential oils to make, you know, only use holistic products. I use the doTERRA um, soap. I use the doTERRA toothpaste. I really focus on making sure I am at the tip top as far as health and energy. That's, that's, that's really inspiring. You know, I, it's funny what you learn from people at, as, because you and I both talk, I mean, I will, I tell people I would talk to the wind. Um, I had a young, (laughs) young woman on my show um, about, I think she was actually in my first year. And I said to her, this is a millennial. She's a 20 some year old. She's still in college. And I said to her, Gosh, you are so busy. How do you do it all? And you know what her response was? I'm not busy. I don't use that word. I'm productive. And I went, whoa. Wow, that does have a different sound to it. I'm productive. Busy sounds like it's just busy. I, I, am, I am productive in, in my choices and how I spend my time. And I thought... That was, and I ended up having her father on my show later on, and he's written a book, and we were speaking about his daughter, and I said, wow, I still haven't forgotten that lesson. I try not to use the word busy, and when I hear myself say it, I catch myself, and I'll say, you, you are busy. That's fine, but what you are doing is you are being productive. Busy just to be busy isn't productive. Being productive is what you do, Sharifa, and managing your life is just remarkable. Do you ever make public appearances? Can people ever come and actually see you make a presentation someplace? 
Absolutely, absolutely. I'm going to be at Body Studios in Anaheim this Saturday, March 24th. It is Holistic Healing Day. And one of the things Hmm. I learned about this from Scott Ware of Radiance Magazine is this is his mission, his goal, and his passion because apparently there's a Holistic Pet Healing Day, Healing Day. But there wasn't one for humans. So uh, hmm. at Body Studios in Anaheim, beautiful on the inside. So B O T I, if anyone is interested, Body oh, Studios B-O-T. in Anaheim. Okay, perfect. Yes, yes, that's what everybody said. Beautiful on the inside, Body Studios in Anaheim. It's on Harbor Boulevard. We'll be there all day. Um, it's going to be something like a flash fair with a lot of instructors, massage therapists, aromatherapists. But anyone who hmm. is in the holistic healing field is going to be there all basically all day on the 24th. I'm going to be there because I'm going to, even though it's a Saturday, I'm going to do a special, 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 very special episode of Ask Sharifa um, live on that day. So I'm going to be live from 10, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. But I'm also going to be there just to kind of show my support and shake hands and mm-hmm. meet people. So if anyone is interested, feel free to meet me there. And it's B-O-T-I. And yes, it, and beautiful the on the inside. Beautiful on the inside. I'm, I'm sure people could go to the web. There, there's probably a website, right? Or they could go to your yes. to your page, which is I Like yes. Sharifa, correct, on Facebook and yes. probably see more about it there. That's really neat. Right. Um, you know, this is a question that somebody wanted me to ask them that I thought was so brilliant that I will probably ask a lot of my guests, depending upon their subject matter, this specific question. And I'm anxious to hear your response to this question. And that is, what advice would you give your younger self? I love that question. Don't listen to the people. Don't listen to the people. Don't listen. Don't listen mm-hmm. to people. That that would be my. And let me actually change that. But don't listen to people who haven't been where you're going. That that I think that's the main thing because one of the lessons I learned, or what one of the things that stopped me, like literally stopped mm-hmm. me from achieving a lot earlier, were the people around me. Because remember, I built my first website in 1994. I built a website when most people didn't even have computers in their homes. And so I I was a teenage mom. I had my daughter when I was 18 years old. And all I wanted to Mm -hmm. do was to stay at home with my baby. And so I wanted to be a work-at-home mom. But in 1994, there was no work-at-home nothing. Nothing, nothing. I know that's not correct English and the correct grammar, but there wasn't any work you at were, home. You were, baby, you were a daycare mom. That's what you did. If you worked if, and you wanted to stay home, then you brought other people's children into your home and right. you became a daycare mom. That was it. That there was really all that was acceptable. Right. right. And so You're if right. you thought, if you said that people said you were one thing, if you didn't want to go to work, you were lazy. That was it, and it had nothing to do with how much money you made. It it didn't have anything Mm -hmm. to do with that I was making sales from my website. That was irrelevant. It was the fact that I wasn't leaving the house, and because I wasn't leaving the house, I was lazy. I didn't want to work, and and, and people just pressured me, and I had to go. I would always, instead of focusing on trying to build my empire and do the things I wanted to do, I listened to other people and kept going to get a job, and what I learned was that that wasn't for me, but I listened Mm -hmm. to those other people, and so now it's like don't listen to them. Don't even take it into any aspect of your spirit. Don't even receive it because you you know, you can do anything you set your mind to. So that's my advice to wow. my younger self or anybody else who has a dream or who have a vision. I'm a very mm-hmm. spiritual person and I know what I know to be true is that God wouldn't give you a vision without a way. If he gave you a vision, there has to be a way for you to achieve that vision. You just have to step out there on faith and make it happen. It has to be a way. It would be unfair. And I do not serve an unfair God, but it would be unfair to have a vision or a dream or a passion and absolutely no way for you to achieve it. That, that to me, would just be cold and heartless. Wow, that's impressive what you just said. And I'm, I'm thinking about you personally and I'm thinking, in 1994, where did you get the foundation 
and the information and the ability to do what you did. Was there someone that you went to? How did you teach? Did you Were you self-taught? How did you learn to do what you did? Well, it's a good answer. Great, I mean, great question. Great question. I like your question. I my I I don't know if you ever saw it, but in nine in the nineties, Tom Bosley, who was the father in Happy Days, yes, he created this this gift um, company called SMC, and it was like a, a a company where you could buy anything that you wanted and create your online gift store. And so I saw, and I'm always one of those people that's always trying to, you know, sell something or start my own business. So it's like 300 or something mm-hmm. dollars or whatever you pay it and you get your own little online website. And so mm-hmm. I did that and I I found a lady at that time, do not honestly recall where I found her, but mm-hmm. she, she, she would make changes on the website for me and she would charge mm-hmm. me $50 per change. Now, again, wow. I know I said it five times, but I'm going to say it for the sixth time. This was 1994. In 1994, right. $50 per change was a lot of money. And I began you, to go so, into the back. It's a lot of money today, but I'm just trying to like, explain, like, this was 20 years ago. And so, and then not only that, this was per change. So if I, if, if I, if I had an item that I wanted to sell for $15 today, but say, you know what, maybe I should sell it for $20. I would have to go to her, pay her $50. She would change it from 15 to 20 And so what I realized through going through the back end, all she's doing is changing these little numbers. I can do that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And wow. so I did that. Good for you. Gosh, I just, it's impressive. It, it really, it, 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 it is impressive. I, I And, you know, while I would say you are so impressive, I would also say, and you are so humble. I, I you oh, have a you. very keen, beautiful spirit as well as oh. as well. You know, I mean that truly. Where do you see thank yourself you. in five years? Can you can you look to the future and try and imagine where you would be five years from now? Because sometimes I think about that. Excellent question. Yes, and the funny thing about that is the future that I see for myself just recently changed because for the longest really? time, I, I, yes, I told everyone I was going to be at the on the beach. I had my island in the Maldives already picked out. It was picked mm-hmm. out. I knew what, where I wanted to be. And then I was one of the guests on, on Asheree for AMA at 8 a.m. In, mor- in the morning, one of the guests. Her <laughs> name was Isabella Stoloff. We were discussing, you know, my future and careers and different things. And I said, I've raised millions of dollars. I'm raising millions of dollars. You know, I sometimes I just want to go get this island and, and and just basically disappear. And she said to me, and it's so funny sometimes, again, these are people we call psychics and readers, but they say some of the most beautiful things. But she said to me, and it was so profound, and she said, Sharifa, but think of all the good you can do with all that money. She said, think about oh all gosh. the land that you could buy and all the organic food you can grow with the money. And then I, I felt, you know what, I, I'll tell you the truth, Marsha, what I felt was ashamed. I felt oh, because wow. that before my, my idea was to just get away from everybody. Just I don't want to leave mm-hmm. the people. I want to raise enough money to get away. And then I said, no. Hmm. You know, she reminded me that the money was for the people. That's why I was blessed to have the money. And while all the everything was happening is because I have to and I'm supposed to do good with all the millions mm-hmm. of dollars that I'm going to have and I'm going to raise. Is how how much good can we do? Because I can tell you mm-hmm. one thing, people say that money doesn't buy happiness and I don't I mean or bring happiness and I don't believe that either. But I do. What mm-hmm. I do know is that you can do more good with the more money you have. The you know, if you have a Absolutely. little bit of money, you can do a little good. If you have a lot of money, you can do a lot of good with that money. And that's mm-hmm. what I want to do. Is I want to create jobs. I want to invest in franchises, which are going to create jobs. You know, that's Wonderful. my my focus and my drive and passion is to create jobs. That's what we need to be focused on as Americans, and mm-hmm. that's what's going to boost the economy is we have mm-hmm. to create jobs. That's why even, you know, at my corner store, I know I can go, you know, to a larger grocery store and get the same thing for, you know, a dollar that I may give them, 
$3 for. But mm-hmm. that small business, I want I want to circulate it in the community. I want them, right. you know, to be able to stay open. And it's so hard for small business owners because they're competing against the big boys who, you know, maybe they have a little bit more in their war chest so they can give it a little bit lower or better discount. So I just try to support businesses and help those businesses grow. I you know I I share that opinion. I I also believe in in doing that wherever you can to support your local businesses because they're important. And you want to know there's another there's another avenue to not only supporting those local businesses, but they also represent your community. I've I've lived in Westchester my entire life, and just today. Just today before this show, today's trash day. In fact, I can hear the trash can guy outside right now as we speak. And I was stepping outside to pull in the green bin when a friend of mine that I've known for a very long time but rarely see him lives just two blocks away, was walking his dog. And it was like, oh, my God, Hilton, oh, my goodness. And so we walked across the street. We hugged, I know him from the YMCA, and he said, you are not going to believe this, Marsha, but first of all, 30 seconds earlier or 30 seconds later, we would not have seen each other, and I did not know, I knew you lived around my house, but I didn't know precisely what street you lived on or what house was yours, but I, I swear to you, this is what happened. As I was walking my dog to get onto your street, I saw this lady in a car that had stopped by the, um, she had to stop for whatever reason while she was driving. And he said, I looked at her and I thought, is that Marsha? And he thought, no, no, that isn't Marsha. She just reminds me of Marsha. And it was a minute and a half later, he's walking by my street and there we are embracing. Isn't that just, I don't know, there's just something cosmic about that that I just find remarkable and and i i think that when you have your eyes wide open which you and i both do i i am not i'm a very while you say you're an introvert i'm i am an extrovert and i i am always speaking to people i i don't care where i am but the beauty of living in a community that you've lived in your whole life and just having an opportunity to talk to the youngsters that have just moved into the community or those that have lived here for a very long time and you're just reminiscing, there's something very heartwarming about that. And, and, and it, make, it makes me touch my – it looks like I'm about to do the Pledge of Allegiance. It makes me clutch my heart and be grateful for living in a community and doing, as you say, supporting local businesses because I think it's, it's essential. Um, I wanted to ask you another question before we just all of a sudden are running out of town, and that is I know that I have to find balance, and balance sometimes is a challenge for me. I'm just curious to know how do you find your own balance between your career and your personal life? How do you do it? Mm, I think that's one of the most difficult aspects for me because, I'm, you mm-hmm. know, my kids are 22 and 25 now. You know, I'm used to having mm-hmm. kids in the house and kids to play with. And, play, you know, you go do things for your kids. You go take the kids to the movies. You go do these things. You know, so now that it's just me, it's it's more difficult for me to, um, you know, have those fun times. So what I do is I get on, you know, my I watch television. I try to relax. I try to find something mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with work. I don't work on Sundays. You know, mm-hmm. I just find on that day it has to be fun. You know, even if I get on the computer, it can't be work-related. I just try to find mm-hmm. some relaxing time that's just simply for me. Mm-hmm. That's nice. I know we all have to look. I, I also use the television um, like you. I live alone. And, you know, sometimes, you know, just a good movie or watching The Voice or whatever it is that's sort of, or for me right now, frankly, if anybody knows me, they know that it's March. And so this is basketball time for me because I'm a huge basketball fan. So March Madness definitely um, occupies some of my TV time, which I really enjoy doing. I just, before we say goodbye to one another, and I want to thank you so, so much, please again, remind our listeners on how they can get in touch with you. 
Absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for allowing me to be a guest. If anyone is interested in more information, please visit my website at AskSharifa.com. Well, it's just that simple, and I want to really acknowledge the time you spent with me today. I know that this is just one in many opportunities that you and I are going to connect with um, over this year, and I'm grateful to know you, and I'm appreciative of you being my guest today on the show And I look forward to being on your show another time as well. So until next week, everybody, I look forward to having you join me next week for another edition of Born to Talk with Marsha Witeka. Thank you, everybody.